all right guys hello welcome back or just welcome i guess i should say for those who haven't listened before to another episode of midwest madness what episode are we on uh, now? i Let's think six this would be uh eight i think because it, Two, i have mine four, titled as six. podcast four but i don't count yours so i think this is eight but you yeah we'll we'll see maybe nine i don't think it's that many maybe anyway <laughs> nope it's eight we you are, just recorded seven this was right this is eight we are a uh true crime conspiracy cult encrypted podcast i am your host emily and i'm danielle your other host the other one perfect <laughs> um so i told the story last week of warren jeffs a bad dude accurate um so i'm hoping danielle's gonna tell me something not as shitty it's a it's less it's less shitty okay it's a lot less shitty it's still gonna probably be shitty i mean it's still crime right but it's not you know child abuse and rape and terrible just disgusting the whole shebang yeah okay cool well you ready to get into it i'm ready to listen yes so really quick for our listeners, I am still a little sick, so if I have to pause to take a, a quick drink, I'm really sorry. I'll try to talk a lot, so you can Thanks. have. <laughs> you just like the sound of your own voice. That's actually totally false. She didn't even want to wear the headphones. No. I was like, we're going to wear headphones. She was like, no, not today. <laughs> I was like, All We're right. trying to fix the audio, so we know that our audio is not the best, but we are working on it. We are working on it. Hopefully next time we record, we'll be good to go. Yeah. So, today, I'm going to be telling you the story of the James Younger gang. Okay, should I know who this is? You will. It'll click. You'll have your light bulb moment, I promise. Okay. Okay, so, our story starts in January, on January 10th, 1843, with the birth of Alexander, aka Frank James. His brother, Jesse James, was born September 5th. 1847 in Kearney, Missouri. Click, click, click. There it is. <laughs> Jesse James. This is a good one. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, they were from a wealthy family in Missouri, like I said, um, who supported slavery. Oh, boo. Yeah, I know. Um, their family farm was attacked by Union soldiers in the summer of 1863, which caused Jesse and Frank to become guerrilla fighters for the confederate army so they just started out shitty yeah pretty much um their dad was also like he went out to california to do like part of the gold rush Mm -hmm. and he died when frank was like six so i think jesse was like three okay so then their mom like remarried this guy and I think he died, and then she remarried another guy, and then, like, he was tortured pretty much by the Union soldiers that, like, kept raiding their house. Jesus Or Christ. the Union-affiliated people who were raiding their house. So, like, not saying what they did is right, like, fighting for the Confederacy was, like, not a good thing, but, like, it's understandable because of the horrors that they saw. Yeah. Um, and... Like I said, Jesse was 16 when they took off. So, like, not good to be 
in that kind of an environment as a child. Yep. Um, they rode alongside two men. One was named William Quentrill, and the other was Bloody Bill Anderson. Now, we are from the north, so I don't know who these people are, but they were mentioned by name, so apparently people know who they are. I just don't. I feel like I've heard of the Bill guy. Yeah, Bloody Bill. Yeah. Me too. So, I, but I, I don't know. Okay. Um, so both men were, were married. Um, Jesse's wife was his first cousin. Oh, Jesus. So gross. Um, her name was Zerelda and they had two kids. That's a name. I know. (laughs) Um, and then Frank also had a family. I don't know how many kids, but it, it's reported that they were good family men who loved their wives and kids, even though they were career criminals. Did are, did they stay married to these people? Like the yes. whole... Okay. Yep. The whole story? Interesting. I did not... I just kind of assumed they never got married. Yeah, especially because you'd think it would be hard to be an outlaw and have a family. Yeah. But, you know. So... Um, once the Civil War was over, the brothers really turned to a life of crime. In eight, from 1860 to 1882 was their reign of terror, is what one of my sources said. Okay. So in those 22 years, the gang reportedly robbed 12 banks, 5 t- trains, 5 stage coaches, and a cash box at a ticket booth. Jeez, I love that, that they add the cash box. <laughs> I know. Into like, that, it's like fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, was it like at a carnival or something? I don't know. It just said a ticket booth. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, they stole an estimated two hundred thousand dollars, which in today's money would be four million fifteen thousand four hundred and eighty dollars. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I did like just go to a converter and do the math so that's what that one told me so so that's probably it's, it's a guess it's, it's probably close yeah um that's a lot of money that's so, a lot of robberies yeah and so like their robbing spree crossed at least 11 states if not more um but the main states that they know that they hit were missouri kentucky tennessee Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, and West Virginia. Wow, they were like all over the all, place. All over the place. The South, the East, East, the Midwest. Weird. Um and I know like it there's like a legend um that they were also in Wyoming and Oklahoma, but that wasn't listed anywhere. Okay. So I don't know if it was just a legend or if they have proof or or what. So I wonder if they like were able to like quote unquote stay under the radar a little bit more since they were in so many different states. Um, like I just I'm curious to know like what kind of communication between states back then was happening about like well, robberies and things like that. I mean, it, it was enough for them to become fairly well known. That's true. But it couldn't have been easy, you know. Yeah. There were, I think there was at least one battle that was fought in in a southern state after the war was over. And, like, 
in like new orleans or something wait, I mean, wait what so so like a battle yeah like during the civil war I th- i'm pretty sure it wasn't i know what happened in the revolutionary war too but i'm pretty sure in the civil war there was at least one battle that was like fought after the south had surrendered okay but again i'm confused how this has to do with um because you were saying communication between places couldn't have been easy so you're saying like that so, that state just didn't know that the war was over yeah oh okay because the, it took that long to get information okay from one place to the other i get what you're saying sorry that was kind of confusing i was like what wait how did we go from okay i got yeah. it now sorry I made the dots <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you got to take a hot second to connect those yeah, dots. Yeah, got it. Sorry. So, um, people today really want, seem to, like, want to make them seem like they're Robin Hood figures, you know, stealing from the rich and Robin, or, like, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. But the only real evidence is that the poor they were giving to was themselves. So, it so doesn't like really... They- seem like they were actually distributing money to people that needed it but so you said they grew up in a wealthy family Mm -hmm. but they were poor well if you if you know anything about civil war history um i mean i know the the reconstruction of the south caused there there was no money because missouri considered south Mm -hmm. okay yeah it was considered a south state okay so basically like since they lost the war, they weren't using U.S. currency anymore because they were had their own currency. Okay, I get what you're saying. And so they had just even wealthy families really struggled, yep. especially because a lot of those wealthy families had a lot of slaves, so they didn't need to pay for the labor that they had. I get what you're saying now. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah, just because they were rich before doesn't mean... So they weren't like Robin Hood at all. They were literally just robbing people and keeping the money. Well, and the really interesting thing is that they weren't just robbing people. They were only robbing northern affiliated things. Oh. So northern banks, northern railways, northern stagecoaches. If there was a northern that. connection, they, they were fair game. Wow. What? Because the James Youngers hated the north. They really held a grudge oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah they did um so after a particularly cold-blooded murderer murder of a banker who jesse james thought killed bloody bill anderson the gang finally had a price put on their head and it was dead or alive i don't know what the reward money was for this particular one but this is like the first time that they're really wanted people and you said um allegedly killed yes so the what happened yep so what happened with that was bloody bill was part of like this guerrilla group and there was a raid um towards the end of the war that ended up killing a bunch of people in that guerrilla group so that was where the james and the youngers had both met so they knew bloody they all knew bloody bill and they all knew william quantrell okay and so he thought that this banker was a part of that raid okay gotcha. there's no evidence that he was but okay you know i don't think a man like jesse james really cares much about no I, I highly doubt it um so the gang consisted of jesse and frank james thomas who goes by cole James, John, and Robert, who goes by Bob, younger, 
and other occasional members. Seal Miller, I think is how you say his name. It's C L E L L. Seal. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. It's it's okay because he doesn't really show up much. Okay, good. Um, Arthur McCoy, Matthew Nelson, Charlie Pitts, and Bill Chadwell. So now I'm going to jump into the Youngers a little bit more. They were also from Missouri, also came from a well-off slave-owning family. They had 14 kids, which after your story doesn't seem like is not as many, (laughs) but he only had one wife. So one wife and 14 kids, that's... That is a lot. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, And despite owning a few slaves and living in a slave state, their father actually supported the union. Oh. But this doesn't really seem to matter to the guerrilla fighters that would come into Missouri from Kansas that would attack their farm. And those guerrilla fighters were called Jayhawkers. And, okay, are these Jayhawkers... For the Union or the Confederacy? Yes, the Jayhawkers are for the Union. Is that why it's Kansas, the Kansas City Jayhawks? I think so. Oh my god, that's amazing. I think so. We're going to just say yes. Um, It would make sense. Oh, Kansas City. What am I saying? Kansas, K-U, Kansas University, I think. I don't know. I don't know sports. You know sports. It's a college team. <laughs> okay, so... um. The University of Kansas. Okay. (laughs) I got it. During the Civil War, they became guerrilla fighters for the South. Cole, the oldest, was the first brother to leave and fight. Um, And even though his father was a Union supporter, he hated the Jayhawkers so much that he joined the Confederate Army as a guerrilla fighter. He, too, fought alongside William, William Quantrell, where he met Jesse and Frank James. His brother, James, then joined the band a year later in 1864. Um, James ended up in prison until the end of the war after a raid that captured him and killed William Quantrell and Bloody Bill Anderson. Okay. So William and Bill are both dead. Yes. Um, And the reason why uh, Cole was not involved in that was because he actually left the guerrilla fighting group and joined the actual Confederate army. Okay. So he became like a literal Confederate soldier, whereas his brother was still kind of like on the outskirts doing their own thing. Okay. Um, When James and Cole got back back home after the war, they found the once prosperous family farm was pretty much in ruins, even though the rest of the family, including John and Bob, had tried to keep it up and running. That's kind of sad. Yeah, and and it just sounds like they were in just a really bad place because it sounds like they weren't very far from the border and they were living in a slave state and there was a free state right above them. And so, like, it just sounds like they were just not in a good, safe place. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. So this is when the four brothers joined back up with Jesse and Frank and they robbed their first bank. Clay Counting Savings Association in Liberty, Missouri, and they take over $60,000 in cash and bonds. Jesus Christ. I did not look up how much that was. I Well, forgot. I could imagine. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I said, like that was obviously a Yankee slash Northern bank, run yep. bank, because that's all they ever robbed from. Okay. 
So, uh, unfortunately, John was killed in a shootout in Missouri in 1874 with Pinkerton agents. But Jim, who was the only other younger brother with him at the time, managed to escape. And after a couple of years uh, hiatus from the gang, he joined back up with Cole, Bob, Jesse, and Frank in 1876. Okay. Any questions there? There's just like a lot of characters here. Yes. So I'm just trying to keep them all straight in my mind. So John and Jim are both youngers. Okay. And they were off together doing... Just doing their own thing. And then one of them died. Yeah, one of them gets shot by Pinkerton agents, and Pinkertons are kind of like the pre-FBI. Okay. Um, And then the other one goes and joins back up with... So is he the only younger person so cool or sorry um jim and john were together john dies jim actually goes to hide out in texas for a while and like leaves the crime behind for a bit but then two years later he joins up with cole and bob his brothers okay so there's four younger four youngers and two james James. Mm -hmm. and unfortunately one of the the youngers is named james Okay, okay. That's, I think, where I got a little yeah, confused. Yeah, so that's why I called him Jim Kay. there rather than James. Got it. Because, it, yeah, it does get kind of confusing. Okay, we're good now. Um, So, I don't know if you know the significance of 1876, but... I don't. It was a really bad time to be joining back up with his brothers and the James gang because in... Uh, On September 7th, 1876, in Northfield, Minnesota, shit hit the fan. So literally, like, right when he came back, it (laughs) was like... pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Jeez. Gets out of life's life of crime, and then as soon as he goes back, shit hits the fan. Yep. So, um, on September 7th, in Northfield, Minnesota, Jesse, Frank, Bob... Cole, Jim, and another member of the gang, uh, whose name is in here somewhere, but I can't find it right now. They were... Is it the Seal guy? No. It was someone with an easier name, but I don't... I can't find it. Okay. I'll say it in a minute. Oh, Charlie. Okay. Charlie Pitts, which is such an unfortunate last name. I... (laughs) I mean, it's... I have a friend whose last name is Pitts, so... I mean, it's not a, it's an easy name to, like, get bullied for as a child is more what I'm saying. Um, so they go into a bank and, um, well, Jesse, Frank, and Bob go into the bank while Cole, Jim, and Charlie stayed outside to, like, keep watch. Okay. Inside, and in the assistant cashier, a man named Joseph Lee Hayward, wouldn't open the vault, so the Jesse Younger gang shot and killed him. Well, <sighs> the... Uh, yeah, because he was like, mm, no. Tough, tough day. I think I, uh, if it was me, I probably would have opened the vault. <laughs> well, actually, it's kind of a cool thing that he didn't, because his refusal gave the town to be time to be like, um, fuck you and they Did someone like raised the alarm yep, or something they gathered their own firearms and defended the bank so they start a shootout with the dudes in front of the bank so like the guys that were quote-unquote keeping watch uh-huh okay 
And so... Um, and there's a price on their head at this point. Yes. Okay. So Cole was shot in the thigh during this, and Bob was shot in the right elbow, and they just, like, take off. <laughs> um, Peace. Yeah, they're like, we're out. So um, eventually the law catches up to part of the gang which is the younger brothers and charlie pitts um because they split off from jesse and frank james okay so the two got shot and pieced out they all pieced out oh they all pieced they out. all pieced out they were like under gunfire um and they were like sorry the two of you that are still in the bank you're on your own no everybody got out oh okay yep, so once the shooting started, Jesse, Frank, and Bob came running out of the bank with nothing, and they all take off, but Cole was shot in the thigh, and Bob was shot in the right elbow. So, they were the only two that got shot in this whole um, shootout? There were other... It sounded like there were other members of the gang, but I didn't find names. Okay. They were the ones that were shot and survived. I guess other members of the gang were killed, as was an innocent bystander, which is really sad. Mm. Um, but, like, the fact that only one bystander was killed is... Pretty impressive. Yeah, that yeah. is. Um, especially with guns of that era that really don't aim very well. Yeah. Um, so, they split up, like I said, and I think they actually split up outside of Mankato, Minnesota, which is south. down south. Um, and the law eventually catches up to the Younger Brothers and Charlie Pitts. Charlie was killed by the posse that caught up with them. Okay. And the Younger Brothers were further injured, and then they surrendered. Uh, they were sent to prison in Stillwater, Minnesota. And... Uh, allegedly you can still see one of their ghosts there today yeah which we know because we did a ghost tour there that was really cool yes we did the Um, birthplace of minnesota yes and so like people say they see ghosts in like civil war uniforms which again minnesota is obviously a north state yep so it would be weird to see a confederate soldier but then you remember the younger brothers were confederate soldiers yep so, um, wonder if they're friendly ghosts or if they like well, have a chip on their shoulder. According to legend, the younger brothers or the younger brothers, um, actually completely like turned their lives around, um, and became like good men and in like, prison. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like God fearing men and like there is a story that I've heard that there was a fire at the jailhouse and they were actually given pistols by the guards to keep the other inmates in line and once everything was like taken care of and they were like being moved to a different place to be held they just gave the guns back wow (laughs) yeah they didn't like try and escape or anything that's impressive um unfortunately bob younger died of tuberculosis in prison in 1889 jim was paroled in 1901 and completed suicide in 1902 oh Cole was paroled in 1901 with Jim and then pardoned in 1903. He died in 1916. So he was the last one to die? Mm-hmm. Wait a sec. What happened to Jesse? I'm going I'm going to write back to okay. Jesse and Frank right now. <laughs> Literally, my next bullet says, now back to Jesse and Frank. 
So after the Northfield job went south, Jesse and Frank had split off from the Younger Brothers, and they actually managed to escape. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, but don't be too like excited for them because Jesse was killed by a friend of his named Bob Ford, who turned traitor for a reward of ten thousand dollars, which in today's money would be two hundred thousand seven or two hundred thousand seven hundred and seventy four dollars. Um, to this, survive all that and then be killed by your friend is yeah. just... And um, it the reward was set by the governor of Missouri. At the time, his name was Thomas T. Crittenden, I think. That's how you say his last name. How long after the Northfield bank job did this happen? Do you know? Um, Six years. Okay. So he's so. still like... Did they rob any banks or anything between? So there is a legend that they actually went into Mexico and robbed uh, like a big caravan full of gold and stuff and that they went up through Texas, up into Oklahoma and then got stuck in Wyoming um, because of a blizzard and like they like buried their treasure there and people are still today looking for the Jesse James treasure in in those mountains that's cool um so jesse was shot in the back of the head by bob um ford not bob younger um on april 3rd 1882 jesse was 34 years old he was young yeah i always thought he was killed in northfield nope none of none of the the main gang members were killed in northfield weren't some of them drunk that I didn't find any evidence of, but that is a story that I've heard, I've heard, too. yeah, that, like, it kind of went south because the people who were on watch or something, like, got fucked up. Yeah. Which, I mean. And, like, what would be even weirder about that is that you also hear, along with that story, is that they weren't normally drinkers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, like, they went and got drunk, and it was weird because, like, were they trying to get caught? kind of thing yeah maybe they just had like a bad feeling about this day and they were like they had to take the edge off somehow yeah i don't know okay sorry no you're good um his gravestone jesse's gravestone says murdered april 3rd 1882 by a traitor and coward whose name is not a worthy not worthy to appear here that's great right i thought so too i wonder who came up with that i hope his wife i hope zerelda or whatever i forgot about her (laughs) Um, Frank surrendered to Governor Crittenden three months later. Allegedly, he said, I've been hunted for 21 years, have literally lived in the saddle, have never known a day of perfect peace. It was one long, anxious, eternal vigil. Governor, I haven't let another man touch my gun since 1861. I could see it being, like, very stressful to, like, always have to look over your shoulder like yeah. that yeah and especially when like jesse gets shot by someone who he thought was a friend and you know people do crazy things for reward money so yeah no kidding i could see him wanting to kind of take his life into his own hands yeah kind of so when the state tried to convict him the jury wouldn't do it so he was let go what and, yeah the, the state was like mm, no or the jury was like mm, no no <laughs> So he lived a quiet life until he died in 1915. 
And like I said, people are still looking for some of the James Younger treasure from Mexico that was taken in 1875. I am shocked that he was just, I thought he was just going to like live his life in prison, but no, it just <laughs> let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is The jury crazy. was just like, eh, innocent. It's fine. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, and I did read in one of my sources, but didn't put it in here that apparently like the the town all knew that they lived in the town that they lived in with their wives and kids and like would come back and no one would ever turn them in so i hmm. think that's why people think there's like a robin hood s like they maybe they were taking care of like people in that town which yeah. like absolutely could be true and still happens with a lot of the drug cartel in mexico it's like the reason it's so hard for them to get arrested is because they're helping the community around them that's scary but well, I, I, I listened to a podcast called Narcos. Check it oh, out. And it's gotcha. really interesting. Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> but they talk about that. So I'm curious if that's why they get that reputation. I could I could definitely see, like, the town being like, no, why would we turn these people in? Even for the reward money, because I'm sure, like, with $40 million that these people allegedly robbed, I'm sure, like, the townsfolk were, like, probably getting more than that i mean yeah i don't know it, it wouldn't surprise me that's super interesting um now why why is there jesse james days in northfield then i think it's because that's like where his downfall really started because you can like go tour the bank and stuff yeah it's still is it's it like still a, a bank it's i don't know if it's still a bank but i know that jesse james day is a big deal yeah it is um our uncle and aunt live down there and like they say it's a huge deal yeah. we've actually been invited to go and i i was gonna go in 2020 and then things happened yeah so, so interesting i i literally always thought that um he was killed there and that's why it was like a big yeah, celebration so did I. but it but it was like his last stand right so i'm yep. assuming then he probably didn't rob any place in the midwest at least yeah, I think After the this? last one was part of, well, actually, maybe not even the last one. That might have just been it. Yeah, other than maybe in Mexico, right? Well, no, because when I looked at my notes again, it said 1875. Oh, okay. And this was, I think, the year later, wasn't it? I don't remember. Uh, I have. Yeah, 1876 was, so the Northfield job was a year later. Huh. Eh. Well, good for Northfield. Good for that um, banker who or gave teller. his life yeah. to, to you know, stop them from... Gave them some extra seconds to get the town rallied around. Yeah, I definitely want to go down to Jesse James Days now. Yeah, I will uh, for sure go with you if you want to go. Cool, cool, So cool. my sources were Jesse James' death wife and brother from biography.com um james younger gang from historynet.com james younger gang and their circle of friends by william preston magnum the second uh from historynet.com expedition unknown with josh gates episode the legend of jesse james is that on discovery plus yes it is yes um i actually love expedition unknown and there's definitely another story that i'm gonna do from there so don't get any ideas from, from Expedition Unknown. Okay. Um, and then the infamous Younger Brothers Legends of America. So 
Cool. And then do you want to do our socials? Oh, sure. Um, okay. So on Twitter, we are MWMadnessPod. I don't think we've tweeted yet. I've tweeted one tweet. So if you guys have ideas of what you'd like to see on a Twitter, please let me know because otherwise it's just going to be like my random spouting <laughs> mouth of nothing i don't know okay um <laughs> that's what it's gonna be on our twitter <laughs> instagram is mw madness podcast facebook it is midwest madness podcast group yeah so not that's the, the group, not the page follow the group please um and then our email is mw madness podcast at gmail.com um, please reach out with any questions, comments, concerns, stories, suggestions. We've, yeah, we've had a couple of people that aren't our friends now <laughs> that have reached out and been like, hey, here's a really cool story for you. Like, you should look into this, into that. At least for me, because I've been like, I'm in a bunch of like podcast groups. Yeah. So I've just been like throwing this out there and being like, if you need something to listen to, here, here's us. So if that's how you found us, thank you for coming and trying us. Um, we would appreciate if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to leave us a review. Um, share us with a friend. Yes, That's please. The, I think the fastest way for a podcast to grow is word of mouth. So we'd greatly appreciate it. Yes. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next Tuesday. Yep, have a great week. Bye.